Hello everybody and welcome back to Passport by Sportfoyer.com where we talk about the local sports that you do now and what you could do next. Your hosts, Dickie, Bobby and Johnny, along with their special guests, will share with you some useful tips, insights and their experiences in community sports from around the world. My name is Dickie and on today's show I am joined by my teammate Johnny. Johnny, how you doing? I'm doing well, me old China. How are you? All right, mate. What have you been up to this week? Um, just keeping busy like normal. Kids uh, actually got out and managed to do some uh, soccer practice this week, which was fun. A um, little bit different than how they used to, but they got out and they had a kickabout. Did you go out with them or did you sit in a deck chair? I, uh, I was too busy. I was too busy. I would love to have got out there and watched them, but I was too busy at work, so I couldn't do it because it's right in the middle of the day. But seems like uh, they've got a plan in action and I think high school's might be opening up for, for their sort of summer camps in the uh, run about June 15th, unless something drastic happens. Looks like we're really? going to start seeing these, getting these kids out there. And th- there's obviously a lot of rules and, you know, cautious, just to be cautious about certain things and little health checks and make sure that your kid's going, you know, healthy. And if they're not, just keep them home. But uh, it's going to be good. I think it's uh, about, about time we started to uh, get these kids back out there again and get them into their sports. What about you? What have you been up to? Back in school. Well, yeah, I went down, uh, I rode past the the school here near the house. and I rode past the school. The kids have been back at school here for a couple of weeks, I think. So I rode down to the beach on Thursday, which is about a 15-minute ride. And it's packed. Everyone, it's just, everything's back to normal. And it has been like that here for a couple of weeks. And it's just, I don't see people doing a lot of uh, taking any preventative measures or anything like that. So everything seems like it was back in March when I first arrived. I feel like I've been here about a year now. So, yeah, I certainly good. hope so, mate. I really do. I really do. Now, um, are you? Are you? Did you get out on your bike? We did talk about that a few weeks ago, and you promised you'd get out on your bike. And I, I, I was going to lay a bet on with you. Do you remember? I bet your bike's still hanging up on the garage wall, isn't it? It is, but it's uh, it's being packed away because we are going on a little trip to Steamboat in a, about a week and a half, and we are planning on doing some bike riding. Send me a video. Want to see I'll, it? I'll take me a GoPro. You haven't got a GoPro. You're going to stick it around the front top of your head? I'll stick it on the top of my head so then you can see when I come off of it. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. Steamboat's great, mate. I've yeah, been there in years. Absolutely. Are you allowed to put your bike on the side, on the, on the chairlift? Because there's no way you're riding your bike up that hill. No way. No. That ain't happening. I, that ain't, that ain't going to happen. But I, th- I don't think, though, uh, I don't think the chairlifts are open. But if they are, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm definitely going to give it a go. There's lots of little trails you can ride around Steamboat, too, that don't have to go to the top of the mountain. But uh, I'm going to try and do it. For, for you and Mr. Lockett, I'm going to try and go up to the top of the mountain with my GoPro and go down it without coming off of it or without using bad language. <laughs> uh, you're going to put your saddlebags on the back. We can put your, uh, <laughs> your aperitifs in the, in the bag. Yeah, we bo- break every five minutes. Me bottle of wine, you know, me cheese, me biscuits. Yeah, absolutely. Your hip flask. Hip flask. Your bum bag. Yep. <laughs> me bum bag. <laughs> me fanny pack. Oh, Dan, Just... you're not going to believe this. Believe it or not, half the, half, half the fellas here now are wearing these down the beach. It must be coming in. They've got their speedos on. Oh, so all, these, all these Greek gods are down there. And there's me going down uh, like a bottle of milk. So I'm, I'm in the office here all day. And they're, they're all bronzed up, speedos on, with a bum bag. And I'm thinking to myself, what exactly have you got in that bum bag? What is so important that you have to walk down on the beach and, and have that bum bag wrapped around your waist? Maybe it's the phone. 
I can understand if it's the phone, but some of these bum bags are pretty big, mate. Do you know what I mean? I mean, you can fit a TV, a couple of books, a couple of sandwiches, <laughs> all sorts in these bum bags. What's all that it's about? Called, it's called a purse, isn't it? I mean... Maybe I, it is, yeah. Maybe they, it's a new man purse. They've probably got their smokes in there and everything, probably. So oh, I they just, love a smoke here. They love... I, that's, that is one thing that I've, I'm still trying to acclimatise still to here, is that so many people still smoke. Yeah. That doesn't happen in California or Colorado. And no. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's just I'm not, I haven't been used to it. I haven't been surrounded by it in so many years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, they, um, I've heard about that. I mean, it's the same in, in, in Portugal as well, where, where my folks are. So they just light up wherever they want to. But uh, anyway. to, see, to see someone in a Speedo and a, and a, and a fanny pack, that, that's, yeah. Speedos, uh, flip-flops, bum bag. Jeez. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm going to get myself one, I think. Otherwise, I'm going to stand out like a sore thumb. <laughs> so, <laughs> don't know about the Speedos, though. I think I'm going to stick to the, the cargo shorts. Yeah, anyway, right. So, today, what are we talking about? We're talking about dance, aren't we? Yeah. Ballet dancing. What is it? Ballet dancing, hip-hop, R&B. What are we talking about? All, all of the above, really. Uh, you know, jazz, tap, everything, everything to do with dancing that uh, we, we can fit into this show. We'll Did you ever about. do any dancing? Not through a club or a class or anything, but I could cut a rug on a Friday or Saturday night in a nightclub. I was going to say, not through a club, <laughs> yeah. I don't believe that. So what moves were you knocking out on the dance floor? Oh, gosh, M- I don't know M- what Jagger. it was, mate. <laughs> I don't know, more like Mr. Blobby. <laughs> right. um, Come on, uh, did you do any take that? A little bit, a little take that. I, I tried a bit of break dancing once, but that... Uh, that doesn't go too well in a nightclub, you know, spinning on your head and everything, especially if you've had a couple of sherbets. I wonder where you got that scar on the back of your neck from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and my back's all messed up too. So, But yeah, but my, my sister did it. My sister, and I think everybody sort of around my sister's age, back in the sort of late 70s, 80s, it was very common for, you know, if, if you know, the girls to do sort of ballet uh, and tap, which are the two main popular ones, and the guys would be doing, you know, like more of an outdoor sort of, you know, rugby, cricket, um, football, that type of thing. So I've, I've seen, I've seen those little uh, little clubs. I've uh, uh, watched my sister um, a couple of times in practice and some shows, and she seemed to enjoy it. What does she do? She did. Um, she definitely did tap because uh, I used to hear her practice uh, downstairs in the kitchen on the old lino floor that. You know, it was just <laughs> she drive me absolutely mad. And then um, I'm not sure if she did ballet because um, I never, I never, I, I can't see my sister doing ballet. I think she would. Uh, yeah, I, I think tap, tap was what she she was getting um, involved in. But it was, so yeah, it those good. shoes have the metal bottoms. Is that what makes them tap? I think yeah. I think they have them at the front and the back, and yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, to be honest, with you, when you see them do it. It's it's pretty cool. I mean, I've, listen, I'm going to tell you, I've never tried it, and I don't think I will try Mate, it now. You have tried it. You have tried it, because I've seen you try and do some tap dance moves with a ball at your feet when you're playing football. And never, <laughs> you haven't pulled it off yet. And, and it looked more like a tap shoes, dance mate. move. Than, yeah, it looked more like a tap dance move than it did a football move. So, <laughs> anyway. Yeah. But, so she, she's, she's really been involved in it. Um, I know just, you know, my sister's kids and a lot of my friends – daughters have been involved in it but you know as as years have gone on to, to where we are today i mean i think i think 
more and more boys are getting into it because you know you've had i mean look at michael flatley i mean look what he did he i think Who? he turned Who? michael flatley you know the, the guy that did the river dance thing he was a, he's an amazing oh, that like, was really good well, that, 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 yeah that bunch of people that did that hold hands and did a dance and a rock. that's it that was I really think, good I think when that came out, I believe around about in the 90s, I think a lot of guys were like, wow, they didn't know that guys did this thing. I think it sort of then, the, 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 it sort of made it more popular for boys. And then, you know, you've got all these dance movies, you know, compared, you know all different types from break dancing to um, oh, you know, Billy Elliot yeah. to Mate, Flash Dance. Flash Dance. I've Footloose. been looking for that girl for years. I never found her. <laughs> she I couldn't, to, what, well, the only, do you remember the, the start when she starts dancing and the music comes on? And mate, in those it. tight leggings. Yeah. But she couldn't weld yeah. very well by the looks of it. So no, she wouldn't have, I wouldn't she, let her fix my car. No, no way. So there's so, all those type of movies that came out and, and these shows that came out. And I think I think a lot of boys or a lot of guys was like, I like that looks fun. And I think it gave them the confidence to sort of then, you know, maybe maybe go out and find a studio or and because obviously, you know, you, you sort of go into those places and it, it, it we, we can ask um, our guests, but it's sort of sort of been driven more towards the females than the males but i don't know if that's changing or continues to sort of you know grow but yeah it's uh interesting well, I mean, there's so many look, different types how about that show in england called strictly come dancing or strictly dancing that's or it? something that is that's one of the most popular shows i think whenever i talk to even one of my mates he said he said oh hang on a minute i'll call you back later i've got to watch strictly i went you gotta watch what <laughs> I've got to watch Strictly. I said, what the f- what's Strictly? Strictly yeah. come dancing. I'm watching that with the missus. Call you back later. Oh, do me a favour. <laughs> and they're all watching it. Have you yeah. heard of that? Have you heard of I that have. show? I have. I, th- um, I think, did, didn't Bruce Forsyth or something like that, didn't he, isn't he some sort of big dancer that, that uh, hosts it? I don't know. I think it is. I, I, I think it, it is. I've I think, it. And they have a celebrity one too, where they go out there and have a little, you know, cut, cut a rug or something. But, now I would admit it. I think I think I've I think I saw it once on TV. I think they have a version here in the US of it, and it's actually I mean, it's pretty brutal. I mean, what these guys could go through on their bodies. But I tell you, it looks it looks bloody elegant. I mean, not say I'd want to do it myself, but I mean, if I could do it, I mean, you look you look pretty cool in the dance floor, sort of you know floating around like you're on air. Actually, I have to, I tell a lie. I was in England. I can't remember where I was. It's either at my friends or family. And I was, the TV was on in the background, and I saw Louise. Do you remember Louise, Jamie Redknapp's wife? Louise. Louise, what's yep. her name? What's her Redknapp. name? Louise. Oh, but uh, anyway, she was in that. She's on Strictly, band, mate. She? Yeah, she's. Yeah, she was. She, I caught it. Caught my eye in the background, and I thought, "That's Louise, you know, the singer." Yeah. And I said, "What sort of stuff? What's she doing here?" And she was like one of the main dancers on this show, and I think it was Strictly. She's amazing, absolutely amazing. Yeah, so there's, I think all those type of shows, I think sort of maybe, you know, just like everything, I think everyone got more interested in it. It was, mm. you know, it was in front of people and they might be like, oh, let's go and have a look at it. Now, again, another question that, you know, we could ask our guest is that how, how, do, you, how do you get into it? I mean, you know, what's, what's the, you know, if you've I have a kid. You've got a decent balance, mate, so that counts you out right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you've got a fast well, feet. And elegance, that counts you out again. You've got to have grace. That's, oh, yeah, that's me. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah, you're done, done, mate. Yeah. yeah. But I think, you know, again, there's, just, there's so many different varieties of dance right now, you know, from, you know, from like a, like a religious type of dance to sort of, you know, modern dance to 
I mean, there's probably so many different different dances that you can you can get into. But it's literally mm. how do you what what do you need to do though? If I want to become sort of some sort of modern day sort of dancer, is there a is a you know do you have to start off with ballet and tap? Because I think that you can see a lot of that is sort of progressed into the more sort of you know modern day sort of dancing and stuff like that that I see on shows. So, have you ever been to the the big the the, the main the main place it's like the Wembley of, it's like the Wembley of b b ballet it's called um, it's in it's in Covent Garden what's it called Swan is it Swan Lake or something no not Swan Lake no, that's, that's, um, a, that's, that's a show isn't it that's, that's a ballet show, show. You. <laughs> what's the place called um, uh, um, the Royal Society of Dancers or something dance. yeah I think yeah. that's exactly probably what it is yeah that that's supposed to be the the creme de la creme and if you can get in there then you're, you you've made it haven't you 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 yeah. business yeah, one of those. Yeah, that, I, I think, I mean, I think a lot of actors come out of those dance studios too. You know, they start off as dancers and then, you know, they, they turn they turn their side to, to acting and, you know, they they can uh, show their moves on some of these films they're on. You know, I think Patrick Swayze was a big, uh, I think he started off as a big dancer and then went into acting and, really? Swayze, you know, yeah. He's in good oh, shape yeah. though, isn't he? He's always been in good shape, that, that Patrick Swayze, the actor. That yeah, he's always been ripped up and very. You can tell he could have been a well, dancer because ba ballet. You look at ballet dancers and, and dancers; they always seem to be in good shape. They yeah, seem to be very slim and and lean, and uh, uh, their, their you know, posture. I mean, you yeah, can you can tell posture. someone who's just walking. I mean, I walk around like Hunt. Uh, what's his name? Cosimodo, right? <laughs> you know, my posture's all like bent over and everything. But you know, you do you see a lot of people that. Up straight. I mean, they, I mean, it's just obviously training yourself to, to to your body to do that. So, yeah, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a, on a diet and uh, start doing some dancing and just. Ah, uh... oh, here we go. So if I do a bike and a yoga video, you you, you need to you need to, you need to get yourself in a dance class. You, I want to see you in there with your leotard. Your your point Lulu lemons. Yeah, make sure you take your fanny pack off first before you start, you know, doing a pirouette and trying to put your leg up on that bar. If I put my leg up on that bar, mate, I ain't coming oh. down. That's it. I'm stuck. There. That's it. Yeah. The hamstring, be, hamstring's well, going to go and that's it. It's game over. Well, it'd be memories of when you did yoga, when you got stuck and you had to get unstuck by the trainer. There you yeah, go. Yeah. I'm sure someone can help you get your leg off. Please don't remind me about those yoga classes. <laughs> yeah. So that's the thing is those, those, with those dance classes as well. I mean, you know, you, there's, they... um. They always seem to be sort of, you know, every time I went into them, very, very nice and clean and tidy and very safe. You know, I, I don't have a problem with if, you know, if any of my kids want to do a dance class, um, just to throw them in one of those classes, knowing the fact, you know, they're in a very safe environment. I like that. Well, today we've got, uh, we've been blessed with the pleasure of having a, a very special guest who runs her own dance school in California. And uh, we'll allow her to tell you all about that. And she's, she's a dancer herself. Uh, very, very old friend of mine, uh, and you've met her too, I think, in the past in Colorado, uh, where, where she's she spent yep. a lot of time uh, teaching as well. She's now in California, runs her own studio after working in many, many years for different studios and being part of the being part of the, the dance herself. And now she's teaching it and passing on that uh, her expertise to the young ones. And she is uh, joining us today. And Jill, are you are you with us? I am. Hello. Jill. Hello. Hi. Hello, Jill. How are you doing? Dickie hey. here and Johnny, Johnny's with me. You... Hey, hey guys. Jill. How are you doing? Doing great. Enjoying this uh, beautiful weather we have here in California. It's always beautiful in California. It is. Isn't it? Uh, it is. Keep, 
please keep telling people that so they can move to California and not come keep coming to Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you? You were complaining earlier, uh, Johnny, about some wind coming through the other day and, and, and or yesterday uh, or something, and smashing up your patio. What's, what's the, yeah. What's the problem? Big gust of wind came through and took off me patio with it. So uh, I thought I was in Can- <laughs> what was in Kansas for one minute. It was it was bad. I've never never seen it like it before. It wasn't one of those spinny things, was it? It wasn't one of those twirly things they get in Oklahoma. Well, funnel cloud or, yeah, tornado. Tornado. It it was bloody close to it, mate. I tell you what, my old April was going because it was pretty (laughs) close. Yeah. Anyway, okay. So, Jill, weather's lovely in California. Um, Tell us about um, what you're up to. And you're our our guest speaker today. And and we're going to ask you lots of things that we don't know about dance so we we can educate our listeners. And you run your own yeah. studio and you've been teaching for many years. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, Jill. Um, yeah, I grew up dancing. I started when I was little and um, really had a passion for it at a young age. I did musical theater as well. So um, right out of school, went and traveled and danced and sang and worked for Disney and Cirque du Soleil and a few ballet companies around the world. And um came back home and wanted to start a family and settle down and start so I started teaching at that point um and really have uh have a passion for kids like just in general and seeing them being able to express themselves through uh music and art and movement really and saw the benefit as well of letting their creativity have an outlet um some kids need to like run around on a soccer field and some need to swim in the ocean and some need to listen to wild music and spin around and throw scarves in the air. So um, <laughs> just finding that place where they can feel free to express themselves and have no judgment. And um, That sounds like Spencer in the well. shower. That sounds like <laughs> yeah. Spencer's shower experience. When he's in the shower, he starts singing <laughs> and dancing and, Nobody can see him because he's pulled the Girl. curtain across. <laughs> let's let's, let's hold it this there. Year, no, 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 I, no, I, no. I knew that was coming. <laughs> no, I haven't. Just, <laughs> let's please change the subject. <laughs> well, I tell you, what, Joe, Jill, I want to I want to thank you, Jill, because you know um, it takes a lot to be a teacher, a coach of, of any sport or anything out there. Because uh, unless you unless you've done it and coached it, I mean. It, it, it's it's hard it really is hard but i'm glad that you know one you you've stuck through it and you've got your own studio where you're you know you're bringing in kids and and teaching them the trade that that you uh that you've uh learned over the years so that's really cool i appreciate you doing yeah. it thanks yeah well, it's it's been really fun for sure especially i think opening up my own school being able to do out of all the years you know gosh i've been teaching 20 20 something don't years? don't tell anybody Jill, you're gonna give away your age don't say it just say 10 years right. <laughs> i couldn't remember if i'd already said when i started teaching so i was like do i want to say how long i've been teaching um but so just the experience that comes with teaching and learning from other um professionals and and ballet mistresses and things like that being able to then say okay here are all the things that i love about it and here are all the things i can see really work and now i'm going to build my own school where i can implement um, my belief systems and, and the things that I feel are are important for these kids. So it's been a passion project for sure, but um, such a blessing cool. to be a part of. So. 
that's yeah. cool to hear. Most things like this come out of passion. I mean, um, yeah. I eat because I'm passionate about eating. And, uh, <laughs> Don't we know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, Johnny sings in the shower because he one day wants to be like <laughs> Robbie Williams. But anyway, um, yeah, it's mostly spawned out of passion, and that's brilliant. Yeah. I've got some questions for you, Jill, on on the business side of things, and 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 uh, Johnny's got some stuff for you on the on the on the on the consumer side of things, if you don't mind about your school now. Um, yeah. Your your ballet school. Do you is it is it common for ballet schools to focus just on one particular style of dance, or do some do all sorts and what is the if I was looking to get into starting up and being a coach or a teacher or an instructor, would it be wise for me to do all of it or do a focus like you have? What would you suggest? Well, it depends on who you it depends on who you are and what your background is for sure. Um, I feel like ballet, well, ballet is the foundation of all dance, um, no matter how oh, you really? look at it. So okay, yeah, I didn't so that's know that. kind of your start. Um, and when I specialize with uh, the younger kids and laying those foundations. And so it's important, I feel like, to start with ballet because it is the, it's the fundamentals. It's the learning the positions and the body awareness. Um, and then you can kind of graduate into other forms and styles. Um, so that's why I, I choose to start with ballet first. And you'll see like as a little one, like three-year-old, the first thing that they're usually going to be exposed to is some form of ballet, not necessarily like classical ballet, but um, the nice thing about ballet is a plie is a plie, a tendu is a tendu. So it doesn't matter if you're three or you're 43, it's going to be the same basic movement um, that oh, grows from there. So. Well, that's, that's good for me because uh, I'm at that higher end of 43, so maybe I'll come one of your classes. <laughs> Go on, mate. Yeah. Basic ballet. I'll get me tutu on and no, please off don't. I go. Don't. Well, you don't. know, dan dance for the older generation is um, really awesome. It's preventative for uh, Alzheimer's and dementia and other um, long-term, like the degenerative diseases that come. So, Hello, dance. mate. She's already, she's already pegged you as the older generation. That's it. Yeah, I know. Over. I've already retired. God, I'm, I'm done for. <laughs> so... <laughs> So, Jill, a question I have for you is: um, so, so, where can, where can you find a dance teacher, and how would you choose a you know a studio? I mean, is it just you know based on word of mouth, or you know, just if I was a parent looking for a dance studio, where, where would I go, and how 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 did you choose the right the right school? Um, well, I think first you have to decide like what it is you want for your child. Do you want them to have a what kind of learning foundation do you want? Do you want that there's stricter schools, there's more play-based schools. So kind of finding like, what's the philosophy of the studios in your area? Or what is it that you want your kid to get out of um, their dance classes? Um, whether it be, like I said, like fun socialization, or do you want them to go on to, you know, American Ballet Theater or something like that? So um, that would be where I would start. And then word of mouth. Um, I, you know, gosh, nothing's better than word of mouth, right? right. Um, people's own individual experiences um, and their thoughts uh, of a school is, is so important. So that would be the next place I go. Um, as far as like parents go, check out your local mom's groups or um, social media pages to see like, hey, wh where's everybody, you know, what does everybody like right now? I guess it's like mm. <laughs> one way. And then, um, and then I always check out their website um, or give them a call. 
um, look at the pictures, look at their social media. Like, what are you doing with the kids? Does it look fun? Does it look inviting? Um, and nowadays, too, is it clean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Yeah, important. Absolutely. So you, just, many... so you just said something there just um, in talking about philosophy. Um, does, does every sort of dance studio have like different philosophies or is that, I mean, because that, that's, a, that's a pretty uh, good thing to mention. You know, obviously, you know, looking at the, the dance studio's philosophy and what they, what they, uh, the commitment the coach, level. The, yeah, the instructor, and yeah. what they believe yeah. in and all that, yeah. Absolutely. Um, again, there's like classically trained schools where it's going to be very strict and focused. And um, then there's ones that are, that are more play-based, which is, come in and we just want to have fun and move to music and yeah you're going to learn some skills but it's really about socializing and finding that inner beat inside you like literally the beat to the music inside you um and then there's ones in the middle and that was like that's one thing that that my school does or our school does is um it's a classically you're going to learn classically trained you'll, you'll classical ballet um, but with a fun, playful environment. So learning through play, basically. That's important um, for kids, isn't it? To, you know, to enjoy yeah. it and have fun. Yeah. 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 And still walk away with the foundations that you need to go on to, to a stricter, um, classical ballet school or things like that, which we, I mean, we're pretty strict. I mean, not strict, I guess, but you're going to have fun, but you're going to learn and you're also going to learn how to stand in line and be a good listener. And, and we say act like a lady. Um, although we have boys classes too. So they act like a knight in shining armor or, um, or your prince. Yeah. Bless you out, Dickie. Um, I, was, yeah, I was just about to sign up, but now I'm, I'm pulling back my application. Now that's it. I'll never get in. So, uh, with regard to you're, your, you're more like Henry, Go on. You're more like Henry VIII. You're like more like Henry VIII than the sunlight is shining off. Yeah, right. So, um, <laughs> if with regard to your, st- we talk, we talked about uh, when you're looking for a school, if, if um, Johnny's look, looking for a school for his kids or something, and what to look for in a teacher. Now, with with regard to the teachers, how long does it take, um, without counting years? What what is what? How long does it take to become a, a, a dancer? Um, I know it t- with experience of, you, of your stature. Um, how, how many years do you think a, a, a dancer should be dancing for and maybe mentoring under somebody else before they're ready to open up their own dance school, in, in your opinion, just in, in general? I mean, what's sort of like the training pathway, I suppose? It... Well, I think, um, I think it's important to have a background in dance. Um, and I think it's also important to have a background in early childhood education if you're going to work with kids. Um, I think that it's not necessarily how many years you have in, but it's more that resume, man. Like, like what is it that you've done that mm. you're going to be able to provide a learning, a positive learning experience for my child? Um, so not only is it the dance just you know not only is it the dance background but also the teaching and educating and there's so many opportunities um now for uh continuing education for uh dancers um as well and staying involved in that not only in your community but outside your community so that you're constantly learning um that makes you a better stronger teacher um Mm. i guess those would be the, the the basics there um, but then, you know, there's also the popularity now of like 
there's a school out there that does, uh, uh, oh, what's it called? Uh, you know, uh, like McDonald's, what are they called? Chain, um, franchise. Oh, franchise. Yeah, franchise. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Sorry. I just had a baby. So my brain's still not working very well. Uh, franchise. <laughs> so there's a, there's a, like a ballet school out there now that does franchising. And so any, anybody can go and buy into the franchise and they do a training program and teach you how to open your own studio. Really? Um, That's cool. And, and yeah, I mean, I have, I have, if I'm honest, I have mixed feelings about it, but, um, but if someone didn't have the geo, if someone didn't have the business acumen or the experience behind them, that maybe have run other businesses or family support yeah. and they were go and they, they were on their own. Would that be a yeah. good option for that person, that individual that was kind of like doing it alone because totally. of that guidance? Yeah. Yeah. Well, cause, cause what, the, what you know, that person has is passion. They've got a passion for, for kids and for dance, whether, what, whether they had the background or not, um, or they wouldn't be getting into it, I, I believe. And so it is, it's a, it's an opportunity for them to own and run a ballet school and, hire out the teachers if they need to but the training is all there it's a full package program which i i do think is really cool um let's talk I just, about i i would love go ahead sorry sorry oh it's i would love a ballet school on every corner personally so i don't care how it gets there <laughs> it would be nice for us to just be there what about cost so, uh johnny you were going to ask julie about cost what, yep. what what are costs involved in kids getting into this at different levels yeah you had some yeah stuff, what stuff is, I mean, on cost is there is there like sign up fees is there like a club membership fees you know what do you do is it like hourly fees can you you know yeah i mean what what are you like uniforms and stuff yeah so everybody does it everybody does it differently and i think it depends on your school um but yeah so there's usually a registration fee and then there's your monthly tuition. Um, and then the, the attire, you know, your, your, yeah. what you have to wear to class. Um, what do you have to wear? And, um, well, everyone's different, but usually dance attire there. So again, there's like different schools. So there's like the more play based school and they let you come in whatever you want, just come in something you can move in and dance and have fun. And then there's the stricter side where it's like you must have uh, pink tights, pink ballet slippers, and um, your leotard. And it, depending on what school you're from, um, like, like it depends. So there's different, there's like RAD, which is, which is a Royal Academy of Dance. And they have set ways that they, um, each, each level of class has a different color leotard, if that makes sense. So then you would know like, oh, you're in a level one. You have on... I can't think off the top of my head what color it is, but like pink or blue or purple, each level has a different color. And then when you get to a certain level, you wear a black leotard. And so there's some schools yeah. that do that. Well, it's a bit so, like what they do in karate um, and judo, Jill. Yes, you get, exactly. You get a different exactly. color belt and all that. Yeah. Depending on your level. Yep. Oh, and okay. then and the idea is you get to wear a black leotard and it's, it's super exciting. You're in your classic black leotard with your pink tights. Um, I meet, I, my school, we're in the middle of that. And so I want the kids to, um, be able to express themselves and have fun with their attire. And I love a tutu and some sparkles, of course. So, um, we say they have to have tight, um, dance shoes, ballet slippers for ballet class or jazz shoes or tap shoes, um, for the other classes. And then a, le a leotard or a dance dress and, or it could be a tutu, any kind of 
actual dance attire, though, not street clothes, and, as we call it. Um, and they can wear any color and they want. Are these, are these classes, are, are they all encouraged. like group sessions? I mean, do you, do you do like one-on-one -on -one sessions? So, you know, someone like, you know, my kid who would be, literally like Bambi on ice skates when he was trying to balance. I mean, is there, w w would you be able to pull a kid aside and a parent to say, hey, look, you know, I could do a one-on-one -on -one session to help them? Or is it just more just groups that you uh, generally do? Yeah, so we do um, a bit of mix of all. So it's I like to separate the kids out um, based off age because that's also where their learning capability is. It always takes you, you know, probably a month to kind of catch up to everybody else, depending on where you're where you're at with with movement and balance. Um, but age is really a good spot to start, and so we separate them by that. And then some kids are a little bit more advanced, or maybe a little less, and so then we can kind of move them in those age categories, like by that. So what I do like. Uh, 18 months to two um and then eight, do like a two, yeah three, i was just gonna say four, 18 five, months six, old 18 months seven, eight, oh nine. wow is that nuts right right so, and and i i was never okay with that in the past i was from the the school of you have to be at least three to start um even in the creative movement classes we didn't even call it ballet yet it was just creative movement um and then there's like pre-primary primary ballet kind of stuff but what happened was i had so many kids coming that had little brothers and sisters and you've got the windows and they're watching their little little brother or sister and they're dancing and listening to music and they want to move and they start bouncing and moving and opening the door and coming <laughs> in and and I love kids so I'm not going to say no so I'm like come on in come join us here's a scarf and I started to see that these kids were ready to move they wanted to dance and so I just started opening it up to two and so you know, two and three year olds. And then I kind of moved the classes around. And then it was like, I had this one little girl come in and the mom's like, she's really advanced. And every mom always says their kid is really advanced and that's okay, but they're not. <laughs> but this little girl came in and was like, I had no idea she wasn't two. She was 18 months and was keeping up with the three-year-olds in class. And so quality. Yeah, I just I had to kind of change my outlook on that. And now I have um, two classes of with eight to 10 kids in each class that are all um, either just two or under two and, and just right in that age range, basically, like, you know, 18 months to two and a half kind of and they're little rock stars they're adorable that is unbelievable uh, johnny you were yeah. you were one of those people looking in the window Bro, weren't you i back in the day yeah no, I, you, were, you were looking i, I was looking because i was looking at her, like why are you, are you doing this because i was i didn't like it it's too noisy with those girls tap dancing like literally you know for an hour just tap 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 i was like ah oh. taps different <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you have to you have to reel in the tappers. There's definitely an art there. Um, quiet, quiet feet is my favorite phrase. Quiet yeah. feet, stand on your dot. Yeah, what about those shoes? Do, don't don't they hurt your feet when you got to stand on those bits of wood all day? Are you talking about tap shoes? Or are you talking about no the, the ballet, the ballet shoes? shoes. Like, Haven't they got a bit shoes. of wood on the end where you start where you got where you got a balance on or something? Doesn't that it's make not, your toes flat? Not wood. Oh no, 
you wear you wear like lamb's wool or now gosh now they have all sorts of fun stuff gel inserts and things like that to kind of protect your toes but um yeah you you just kind of learn the proper way to to use them and it doesn't hurt not any different than wearing like soccer cleats or something like that you build up the calluses and the and the foot mm. muscles that you need the metatarsals kind of develop and so what yeah, damage are we talking about here What's the damage on this? Yeah. So, so Johnny was asking cost. me about prices. Yeah, a cost and cost. And, and uh, so you got you pay for the class. You might have to get a couple of one-on-one -on -one sessions in to just you know get just to find your feet and get yourself up to speed. And then buy all the Lululemons and the, and the tutus and, and and the lambs wool shoes and stuff. What are we what, what are we talking about here, Jill? <laughs> we talking well, thousands, so hundreds? No, 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 no. I think it depends on where you go and what you're doing. Um, I know our school in particular, we live in my school in Santa Cruz, um, California. And it's that's where the rich uh, people live, by the way, mix. Johnny. That's, that's where the rich people well, live. Well, no. It's it's a mix, I feel like. So we have we have a lot of um so almost half of my school is on scholarship. Really? Um yeah, we we have a it's a it's a you know that's really cool. You know, any that's brilliant. Any area, yeah, yeah. Well, any area that has a high uh, tourism mm. is going to have is going to have the other side of that, which is the people that have to work there. Yep. And so it's very, very expensive to live there, um, and so a lot of people struggle. And the you know, a lot of any of us parents know. Sadly, the first thing that goes is the extracurricular activities. Mm. And so for me, that was not an option. I wanted to provide a place that every kid could dance, no matter um, their economic situation. That's fantastic. Uh, financial situation. So we make that we make that possible there. And so I keep my fees really, really low. Um, really low. Mm. We <laughs> just just enough to pay the rent and keep the lights <laughs> on kind of thing. <laughs> Um, but, um, yeah, so it's, it, it, that kind of de depends, uh, as far as prices. Now there are other schools that are incredibly expensive and yes, it can be, you know, a thousand bucks a month to have your kid in class. Really? So it depends. It, yeah. So it can be as cheap. So like we are entry level, like one, one day a week is $65 a month. Um, other schools in our area are usually 85 to 95. Um, so there's that part. And then there's a registration fee. And um, that's my registration. Our registration fee is $25. Um, and it's a one-time only fee. And that covers, you know, registering, getting everybody in and settled and stuff like that. And then... Um, what do the shoes cost? So I, I order our shoes from uh, a... a wholesaler and then i don't oh so you them supply them the people don't have to buy them so, you supply them and hand them out for people yeah, to use okay. i i do but then there's then i also have like uh we are connected with uh, uh online ordering because that we don't uh, also with santa cruz um we we had a dance store and then it closed and so for years we haven't had a dance store then there's one but it's on the other side of town and so anyways, it's not as easy to just like go to the store and buy shoes. We used to have yeah. Payless and we used to have Payless, Payless and now it's closed. They carry dance shoes, really, really affordable, as did, uh, as does Target. But it was hard to get them. So normally I send my parents like, hey, just go get your basics to start. Target, Payless has them, go online, 
to discount dances of what we use and they um, do a kickback to the school, which is awesome. So for um, anyone that orders and uses our school code, we get like a kickback, which is how I am able to then order shoes and tights and costumes for the studio. So it's a really great program. That's brilliant. Um, helping everybody out. Yeah. But you can also go and buy the expensive dance shoes and they can be anywhere from, you know, 30 to $50. Um, for your ballet slippers and tap shoes, um, point shoes can be as expensive as a hundred bucks a pair or more, I guess it depends on what style you get. Um, but there's an affordable so, way to do dance. There is. Um, it, so it, it is, yeah. it is really affordable, isn't it? By the sounds of it. That's pretty cool. And with your scholarships provide, you know, making sure everyone's participating and able to access dance. I think, I think it's organizations like, like yours that really have an impact on the so, community and, uh, I'm, I'm really, really pleased yeah. to hear that. Yeah, it's been awesome. We also put on a, a nutcracker every year, um, which is like just something I'm proud of in that, you know, that's something that the kids can always look forward to. And in a nutcracker, um, what's that? In, what, what, some, uh, yeah. I, 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 we have a Christmas it, in it, Johnny, yeah. where we, 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 we crack, yes. crack the nuts open like a metal thing. Yeah, yeah, you crack the nuts open with it. Awesome. Yeah. It's a nutcracker sweet. It's a ballet. It's a classical ballet. Yeah, I know about it. I know about the nutcracker. We gotta educate him, Johnny. Jeez. Oh, Oh, here we go. He knows all about Oh mate, you're an expert all of a sudden. Yeah. Sorry, Jill. It is, it's beautiful. And and so we do that for kids. So basically from you know, begin you know, two years old to well, we do it. We, we, it's two years old to eight or nine. And then anyone that's in the advanced classes are the helpers or they do um, like special parts in the show, but it makes it, it gives them an opportunity for all the kids to perform in a beautiful production. Um, and it's a shortened version. So the right, you know, the original mm-hmm. or the full length nutcracker is, you know, two and a half hours or something. And um, we do it in one hour. So, you know, all the littles can enjoy it and be part of it. Um, and again, we do it for a really low, low, it's $75 to be part of it. Whereas other places are, um, you know, 115 just to join and then volunteer hour, you know, it can be very, very expensive to participate in the Nutcracker. So um, that's just something that we offer um, as something fun for the kids to look forward to and be, be in and be in the show. And then the numbers that they do would be, you know, like they'll do Sugar Plum Fairy or uh, Waltzes of Snowflakes, which would not be something they'd ever be able to be part of until they're, you know, 15, 16 years old. Because those are the Sugar Plum the Fairy numbers. and Waltz with a Hoop. All these names fun. sound really, really cool. Don't they sound fun, mate? Sugar Plum Fairies. Must, kids so, must love all this so, stuff. Jill, so I've, let's it's say I've, awesome. I've done the classes. Yeah. I've got the gear. I'm ready to go. Do you, do you guys do like competitions? Is there tournaments? Is there, how, how do you go to that next level of, yeah, got to be. Tournaments. Well, you never know, right? It's not a volley, it's not a volleyball club, mate. There's, there's competitions. For sure there's competitions. And so um, our school is more community-based. And so we do a community performances. So we do dancing in the streets and, um, dancing downtown and we perform at uh, we just did a big performance at the Warriors game which is a basketball team um, uh-huh. and the kids got to go out and perform so we do community-based performances and um, 
as the kids get older, we go to like one competition a year kind of thing. Yeah. But other schools are more of a, and that would be something you would look into when you're trying to find a school. Like, what is it you want? Do you want community-based stuff? Do you want to go to competitions? The school I taught at when, uh, when I first moved to California, it was a competition school. So every class had a dance they learned and they went to competition. And when you went, you competed at um, five different competitions throughout that season, which lasts about three months. And um, they had like six or seven dances they competed in as well. And that's a different level of cost because those are $100 costumes for every dance and extra hours and things like that. So there's a huge range of what you can do as far as Dance yeah, there's there's a big commitment to that because there was a show on Netflix. It was actually side. based in in England where they was um, doing like a fly on the wall documentary with these two two younger kids that were, I think, they were like between ten and twelve. And the commitment and travel that these kids were were sort of pushed to was amazing. But the the competition yeah. was so high, and they they that you could see they they really wanted to win. But the what they went through and how many hours they practiced to time with school and everything else, it it was it was amazing to see them and they look like young adults sort of oh, dancing yeah. and everything. But they're you know they're just young kids, but their their commitment levels and and their parents said you know we're gonna we're gonna keep pushing them as much as they want to want to be pushed. But um, a lot of it these kids get into it, they just love it. It's just it looks so much fun for them. So commitment's a big thing. It's interesting you say that, oh, Johnny. Yeah. It's, it's, I was down in Disney one year to, uh, with, with the foot soccer teams, big tournament. And all of a sudden, I see all these this army. It's like a pilgrimage of, of girls and coaches mm. and uh, all piling into the indoor center down there. This is down at the ESPN center at Disney. Yeah, I think it's over, over one, one winter down there. And I thought to myself, what's going on here? Where are all this lot going? I walked in. And I hadn't seen anything like it. I, I wasn't. It, it was all new to me. Dance and and this was actually the, the the stuff that they do with the football teams where they throw girls up in the air and they and they're dancing around and stuff. I walked in there and it was unbelievable the moves that these these girls were doing in there. And they were teams and it was cheer. Is that right, Jill? Cheer cheer teams. Yeah. Now I know yeah. what, I know you do ballet, but have you have you ever been involved in cheer or do you teach cheer in the past? Because this was abs- This blew my mind. It was one of the hugest competitions. Like what you mentioned, Johnny, you mentioned about competitions and stuff. Um, one of the hugest competitions I've ever seen indoors. It, it, it's literally yeah. blew me away. I mean, is that something that you've done in the past or you ever considered doing? Is it is it very different to what you're doing? Yeah, I ran. Yeah, I ran a few programs like that in um, Colorado, actually. Uh, competitive. Well, I coached um, high school. We call it like dance team or palms. Okay. Um, and then and then did private, did the private uh, cheer and dance team. Um, there's a few in Colorado. Um, now, yeah, oh, yeah. Awesome. Are they very competitive? It's so fun. They, they mate, seem to be mate, very, you very need to, You need to watch this show again on Netflix called Cheer, and then, and then you'll see how competitive though, uh, that, a sport that is. It's amazing. Really? Yeah. I mean... I know we're focusing on ballet here because this this is what Jill's involved in in the morning. Now, Jill, you've have you taught in the past? So you taught cheer. Have you done different kinds of dances besides ballet in the past? Yeah, you have. Yeah. So, yeah. So we do. Uh, well, I yeah. 
lyrical or we call it contemporary more so now contemporary jazz hip-hop um all the different forms i guess you would say um and tap is one of my favorites uh i just i lean more towards the contemporary and ballet and tap for because i think it's important as for younger kids to have that kind of foundation um but my my other passion is musical theater dance and um and contemporary for sure uh love that so i also do choreography work um, blimey you do lots of stuff the reason i asked that program, too is because musical theater program yeah, you seem to be very busy and um, the reason i asked if you do other stuff because this our busy, series busy. This is series one this is our first series by the way and we forgot to mention uh, that johnny and i are doing um and we're just scratching the surface on lots of different community sports and activities and arts involved around um, sports. Um, but um, in our series two, we want to dive a little bit deeper into a particular niche or particular type of, of or, co or a component of a sport or an activity. Now, uh, I wondered if you would be willing to come back and join us again sometime in the future on series two and, and talk yeah. a little bit more about something in a little bit more depth if you have time. Because you sound like you are very, very busy. Because Johnny wants to learn. Um, I think he wants to do a bit of tap. No, absolutely. I need I would to love do some to. flash dance. I, I want to do what that flash dance girl did, like rolling over and spinning and stuff. I still can't forget that movie. Yeah, all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Pirouette. I want to see you do a pirouette in a, in a tutu. Yeah. Do, you know, do you know my favorite dance, mate? It's yeah. salsa. Salsa. Oh, is it really? I thought, you, I, thought, I thought that's what you eat. Yeah, yeah, you can eat it too. I'm not saying I can do it, but I, I, I give it, I, I reckon I get A for effort. Get A for effort, yeah. F for technique. Yeah, oh. I think oh. I think I remember Why that. Why do you don't mention that? <laughs> Hello. Once or twice. I think I can. I think oh, I, can I tell you what. I tell you that. what. We have to dig into that on our next show. We have with UGL because I think that will definitely bring our listeners back just to what, just to hear that story here, about Dicky. Dicky, the ballroom yeah. dancer. I can see it now. So, that would shiny shoes, yeah. big old brass buckle yeah. on the front. <laughs> So, um, Johnny, it was yeah. fantastic. I mean, Jill, uh, thank you so much. You've covered so much for our listeners today. Yes. From the cast, from what, how to get into it, what to, what to look for. Fantastic. And I, I'm, it's so it's yeah. brilliant to hear that not only are you part of a, a, a community and you're also giving so much back to that community, and I'm sure they appreciate it. And uh, we, we, we wish you all, all the luck and uh, future success with your business. It's, it's fantastic to hear of, of people that are so passionate like yourself to be following their dreams and giving back their skills and knowledge to the younger kids. And starting at 18 months just is, is fantastic. So, Johnny, what do you think? Can we get yeah, thanks. back? Yeah, thanks. Sure. If she has time? Absolutely, yeah. we should. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And if uh, I think uh, our listeners are interested in, in uh, dance and ballet and they're in that Santa Cruz area, they should reach out to Jill at the tinydancerballet.com website yeah, what is, what is it? And, and take a look at it. Do you have uh, Facebook, Jill, for your business and uh, all those other social okay. outlets? Okay. And they can find you. What was that? Go I, ahead, sorry. I do. Yeah. We even have... Really? Sorry. We even have online... Uh, all right, I might sign up. Right now, you might too. see me on there. So, I'm yeah. signing up just to watch him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jill, thank you. 
Yeah, this has been great, Jill. Thank, thank, thank you. you very much for your time. Perfect. Um, it's, a, it's a pleasure to have you on the show, and uh, we hope you'll come back and speak yeah. to us again soon. Yeah. Okay. Well, good luck. Have, have a good nice rest of your day. Bye bye. For sure. Thanks for having bye. me, guys. All so, right. what's next, All mate? Right, take care. Uh -huh. That's a great. Uh, well, we're not oh, have we got an off the field topic? Um, have you got all the gear? Well, I haven't for ballet, if that's what you're asking, because I don't know if I'm fit into a pair of those ballet shoes. My foot's so flat now from playing football for so many years. I don't know if it, they're pretty narrow, aren't they, those shoes? I don't know, right? They are. I don't know. I, I think you still probably, if you dig in deep in your closet, you might find a pair of those <laughs> dancing shoes. You get those ballroom shoes out. Oh, here we go. Here we but, go. But uh, this is this is actually a perfectly timed uh, off-the-field topic, you know, um, about gear, because, you know, every, everyone is trying to, you know, look after the, the purse strings right now, and, um, you know, things are sort of getting back out there, and so let's talk about, you know, what what the costs associated with it and what, what do you need and where, where can you, more importantly, go, go and get it. Like, if you're a football, you know, playing US football, to me, that's a, I see those kids walk around with so much What's gear. US football? I mean, they've got... Do you mean American football? Well, US... American oh football, yeah. Goodness. All right, American yeah. football, yeah. I'm with you now, mate. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you see those... I see those kids. I mean, they've got, they got helmets, they've got pads, they've got all other stuff. I mean... That, that that sport in itself seems to me that there's there's a lot. So if I if I wanted to get myself decked out, where, where will we go? Well, that's that's quite expensive sport, isn't it? With the helmets, you got. Uh, I suppose what we're trying to do here is categorise this and put some price tags on things for our listeners. I mean, shall we start with what's the most expensive and work our way down? Because that sounds like an expensive one to me. You, you mentioned you got the helmets and stuff, and the pads, the gloves, the knee protectors. Yeah, and I think what's also in that up there yep. in that category with helmets and stuff is the ice hockey, isn't it? I mean, I have a friend that son plays ice, ice hockey, hockey in San Jose, and just the equipment alone um, was just over a thousand bucks. And I have a very old friend from Colorado who moved uh, a little bit further east. His son was a an ice hockey goalkeeper and very good at it too. He played at a high level, by the, oh. by the way. Thousands and thousands of dollars on all that protective equipment to be an ice hockey goalkeeper because you've got that little metal thing coming at you at about 100 mile an hour. And uh, when I you want that, yeah. you don't want that one in you in the Chevy Chase, do you? No, you definitely, definitely don't. So, and you know, and you want to get your kid into it. I mean, if my kid came up to me and said, Look, dad, I want to, I want to play ice hockey, right? I mean, you know, Especially nowadays, I mean, can would you buy that type of stuff secondhand? Could you buy it still secondhand? Where would that's you a go? Good point. I mean, it's it's a, you can save you know, money, yeah. I mean, that's something that we need yeah, to think about. Money, it used. You could, you could save yeah, a absolutely. ton of money. I mean, is there a resale market? I, I would, I would resale marketplace somewhere yeah. to get hold of used equipment to save on potentially say thousands of dollars. What else is up there, mate? In that sort of category, yeah. with, uh, so American American football. What do you think um, the cost? Are you, what's a helmet cost for for an American football player? You know, youth. I mean, you, you you can't you can't you can't buy a helmet that you know. I, I wouldn't look for a cheap helmet. I'd look for the helmet that, to be honest, with you is gonna is gonna benefit for my kid not getting mm. you know concussion or a major concussion. So I think those helmets have got to be up in a hundred plus plus market for for a good one. Um, but again, I mean, you, you know, do, do, would you buy one of those secondhand and, and get it for cheaper? Possibly. Um, but I think I think US the, the, the uh, American football and hockey is probably the, the biggest ones at the team level. Um, and and you got the lacrosse, yeah, lacrosse. Well. Yeah, go on. Sorry, mate. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah the team stuff. Yep. Yeah. yeah, and look, 
yeah, I mean, lacrosse is the same thing, but yeah. What um, about again? It's it's it's. What about the individual well, sports? So because I mean, we got you just mentioned that we just mentioned three team sports, which are quite high up there. If you want, if we, you know, if anybody wants to get into those team sports, lacrosse, ice hockey, American football, because of the protective um, equipment required, because of the nature of the sport, are quite expensive. But didn't we have a, a, a guest on the show a, a few weeks back? cycling and he ran us through a few costs well, I mean yeah. some of these individual sports are even higher aren't they with the equipment you need to get they are yeah I mean yeah for if you're if, if you're you know doing cycling and and you're doing you know road bikes or even mountain biking I think uh I think Ben Lockett said that he's got more than one one bike that he has I mean so and and he's talking what I mean, I told him about my Walmart special, if you remember, but I think he was talking a, a decent, a decent bike. You've got to be looking at least a thousand plus Goodness dollars me. for just for, for, you know, and if, if you're that committed and you've got a couple of them, I mean, even, you know, even to start off, you got, you know, there's a, there's a $2,000 hit right there. And, but one thing we didn't ask him is, you know, could, can you buy those bikes secondhand for, for, you know, for, for cheaper than that, you know, especially if you want to get I into it. So. Cause I think I would too. I mean, cause I think that's a lot. You know, a lot of people might be put off by the fact of the the upfront cost, right? Of of any sport that you go. But so, it's not just the bike. Yeah, you know, even tennis, mate. Tennis it's is not, not just cheap. The bike, is it? What? What? Think about the other no, things. You got the you gear for, to be a cyclist. Um, well, yeah, you got your helmet. You've got your, you know the shoes, and I mean, there's there's a there's a lot more to cycling than just a bike. Yeah, I mean, imagine all, all your, the shoes that you're going to have to have. You're going to have to have a pair of ballet shoes, football, soccer shoes, soccer cleats. Your biking shoes because you're going to steamboat with the weekend, and then your bowling shoes, yep. ten pin bowling. I mean, how many pairs of shoes? And you yeah. your golfing you... shoes. You must have a lot of pair of shoes. Yeah, just for sports. I do, just for sports, mate. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it. It accumulates, doesn't it? I mean, again, it's just. Uh, but to be honest, if I if I was, yeah, I mean, all serious about it. If I, if I was to go into, um, into dance right and i had to get a pair of special dance shoes like special ballroom mm. shoes right there's no way i'm going to go down to some sort of sh- uh, sort of shoe shop and say you know well how much are these dance shoes and if they were like you know, two three hundred quid or dollars whatever it is i'm not sure if i would want to do that so i mean maybe i'd go to some sort of you know other place and, and see if they can get them for you know second hand or something and, and see if i enjoy it and if i don't like the the activity the sport that i'm trying to get into at least i haven't a ton of money and i'll just you know either donate those that, that gear or i can uh sell it on well, one but thing jill mentioned it's it's hard to sort of one think... thing jill mentioned earlier she buys the shoes her studio supplies the shoes for those beginners that are trying it out which i thought was really cool um so rather than them laying yeah. out all that expense just to give it a shot and see if they like it or not they can go into jill's jill's dance school and and, and borrow a pair of her her shoes and I think a lot of organisations do that, though, don't they? As well, I mean, yeah. that are thinking about trying to help the first-time users out. Um, you go to a, a bike bike club. I'm sure someone yeah. can lend you a bike or something like that, or a set of skis. Borrow a set of skis because skiing—that's up there, isn't it? Helmet, skis, six hundred yeah. bucks. Gosh. But what about the other end, mate? What's what's what's, what's it, some yeah, of the sports it... that we can get into for you know, like the stuff that I can afford for like five five bucks? Tennis. No, it, actually, tennis is pretty expensive too. You know, when you pick up the rackets, you've got brand new balls every time you well, we play. Playing, and, you're knocking them out I mean, of the all the time. But, knock them in the bloody trees. You can't keep it in the court. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can serve a baseline. Don't worry. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, it, like, th- there's a lot of people obviously do play tennis, and that's a sport that you can get into sort of pretty, pretty cheaply, I think, you know, but and it's fun, and there's levels. I mean, once you go, you know, start off with just your basic, you know, tennis racket and balls, and then you can add to your, uh, you know, the, the, your, your level of racket and, and the type of equipment, you even like shoes and everything else that when you get to that next level, you, you buy a, the, the better and equipment. Um, but you can start off at a very cheap tennis, price. Mate. You've got to have the wristbands and, and the Beyond Borg head, headband, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Just to look yeah. apart. So, but yeah, yeah, I think, you know, it, it's right now, I mean, that you just got all the big uh, sort of retail stores. You can buy a lot of this gear in. doesn't matter what sport it is. They'll, they'll, they'll have something. Um, it's just, you know, you definitely, definitely price, price your stuff out and look around and go online and see, you know, before you commit to something and or before you put your kid in something, you don't, you don't want them to go out there with all the gear, brand mm. new gear for their first practice to come back and say to you that I don't want to yep. do it. I mean, cause then you're going to be, you're going to think like, well, shit, I just spent 500 bucks on all this gear and now it's worth nothing. And it's second hand soon as yeah. you buy it. I think so, that's a very good point. But I think a, I think a lot of these clubs, I think a lot of these clubs though would probably say, look, if this is your first time coming out, don't buy everything. We, we might give him a helmet or something like that that he can use and just to see if he likes it. But you know, and a lot of schools actually, I should say this, a lot of schools they they um, they sort of rent you out the, a lot of that gear anyway. So it's like you've uh, you sort well, of rent it for well, that season. I remember season, that so. exactly. That exactly happened to me. I. I rode in, 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 in uh, university and I rode for an extra rowing club back in the day. And there's no way I'm going to go out and buy myself one of those little individual rowing boats and think I'm Steve Redgrave rowing up and down the river. You know, the, the rowing club had their, their fleet of boats. And um, we're out there in a crew of four. And then if you wanted to go out and train by yourself, you got in one of those, you got, you got in your solo effort and went out there. I mean, though at that level, yeah, you don't expect to have to buy your stuff, but you know these these yeah. these organisations like you mentioned that are helping people get started. I think that's fantastic. Uh, some of the some of the lower end stuff, um, and I think it's wise that you what you mentioned too, Johnny. Don't just look at what it costs to participate. Look at what it's all go, also going to cost to, you know, what you need equipment wise because that that could essentially be three or three x yeah. or four x what it costs to participate, couldn't it? In some cases. Yeah, and they're not like hidden fees, but effectively, you know, someone who's researching it could be like, oh, yeah, look, I can sign my kid up for a football camp. It's only 100 bucks. But then when they say that, uh, you know, your kid needs to bring this, 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 and this with them on the first day of practice, you're like, wow, this is now costed a lot and of money. And there's peer so pressure. Definitely take when I first went out and started playing football research. with you, yeah. I came out in my basic Nike TM poles, and you've got the Ronaldo S7 supercharged 2.5 <laughs> turbos. And I'm thinking... I need to go and buy a better pair of boots now just to look the part because Johnny uh, looks the business. And he looks well, that, that's exactly right, mate. It's, it is a little bit of peer pressure, too. And I, you know, I, I, I've seen that. I'm sure you have, too. Uh, I mean, it's absolutely. Uh, I can't, I can't, go yeah, I've got my and... kids come back at you and said to me, Go ahead, mate. Go ahead. Yeah, I've had my kids come back and, you know, said to me, Oh, dad, I want to buy a new pair of boots for, for soccer and I'm like alright let's go down the, and, and have a look and I'm like do you want these ones and he's like no no I don't want them I want them ones and I'm like no mate they're going to last like like half a season you want a pair of these nice classic you know Puma <laughs> Kings or you know these Adidas ones that, that you know Johan Cruyff used to wear they're the perfect ones 
but they want these ones. He said, I said, well, what, what made you want to buy them ones? Oh, it's because my mate at school's got them. I'm like, no, turn it off. Here we in. go. Our listeners are thinking, yeah. like they're back talking about so, soccer again. Here we go. Turn it off. Turn it off. Change the channel. We always yeah. end up back talking about soccer. Well, that's what we do in it. It's one of the biggest sports in the world. How do you get yeah. away from it? But no, uh, touched on some good points. And I think having, yeah. having Jill on today was fantastic. Love to have her back and talk a little bit more about yes. um, some some ballet or some cheer because, like I said, that cheer stuff just uh, blew my mind when I saw what was going on there. Um, so maybe we can get it back yeah. on. And, and we're on next week. And uh, who have we got next week, pal? We're going to go baseball, baseball, right? Which I know absolutely nothing about. How about you? I know enough to be dangerous. <laughs> I've played it a little bit. All right. I played round rounders played and rounders. baseball. Fantastic game! I'm looking forward to that one, mate. I'm looking forward go. to that. So, um, yeah, be good. We got a good guest. We got a good guest that's going to show up okay. for that one. I can't wait to hear about your experiences in rounders too. So, until then, my old mucker. Well, everyone, that's about it for today. As it's full time by his clock watch and extra time by mine. Thanks to all of you that have tuned into this week's show. We hope you enjoyed it and please come back again soon.